Hi, everybody. Welcome to this class, this Pasha class, Pasha's Vayetse. Thank you very much to my sponsors this week. I wanted to just um, let everyone know that this class is being learned as a special schus, a special schus for a shidduch for Hadassah Esther Bas Ravital Shindel. She should learn her Zivik Hagen Bakarov. And for just all around. All around bracha and hatzlacha, b'chol inyanim, for Rifka Leah bas from it. She should be gaben, she should be gazunt, she should just have all things good. Simcha, bracha, hatzlacha, shefa, parnasa, berevach, nuchas hanefesh, everything good for her and her entire family. And this class is also being learned as a special schus, refuah shalima, for mushka rus bas beladaba, makadasa bas mushka rus, shev refuah shalima. Also, this class is being learned as a special schus for Shirach for Yitabas Adina Chava and Le'iloi Nishmas, Esther Bela Bas of Yoshua Mordechai, Yitzhak Menachem Ben Reb Meir, Chandvor Bas of Asher Enzel, Begamal Bas of W. Kusil Ben Reb Moshe, and Aaron Meir Ben Reb Shalom Ezra, their Nishamo Moshe Haven Aliyah. Okay, so this week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayetse, and we all know the story. It's, you know, Yitzhak Benches last. Parsha, Yitzchak benches Yaakov and Esav, and then Yaakov gets the bracha, the brachos, the real bracha that Esav wanted, right? Because he ended up giving Esav a bracha after he benched Yaakov. And his mother turns to him and says, Yaakov, you need to pack up and go. You need to run. Run away from your brother Esav. He is so angry. He wants to kill you. Just run away until Esav's anger subsides. And then... She tells him, and I want you to go to Lavin's house and to find a wife. And we see the Lashon, Vayetze Yaakov, Vayelech. Vayetze Yaakov, Haran, Harana, Vayelech. Two, Vayetze, Vayelech, means the same thing. Why the double Lashon, right? The Torah never says anything for nothing. And the answer is because he was fulfilling two commandments of Kibarein. Two, his mother told him to run away. That's one. And number two, go to my brother's house, Lavan, and find a wife for yourself. So, Yaakov is teaching us, the Torah tells us that the very foundation for success in a marriage or anything in life is and you know, I know I've said this over, I've said this before, the whole Misa, the whole story with Noah, how he was Matzachim Binah Hashem, and what we learn from here, that when you do things that are Matzachim Binah Hashem, then Hashem will protect you no matter what's going on in the world and no matter what the generation is doing, which brings me comfort when I think of that. Hashem will protect you and your family no matter what's going on around you. If you do things that are Masachim of Hashem, so we all want to know, what is it, right? Because we learned from Noah, Noah was saved. Noah was living in a generation that was horrible. And we all know that I, what I learned from Rebbe Wallerstein, that the Archaim says that, that this is what we learned, that if you do things that are Masachim of Hashem, Hashem will protect you. So we want to know what are those things. And Rebbe Wallerstein says, the Archaim says it's not going to list it, but the Chavetz Chaim says learning Emunah Bitachon, which is why what you know propelled me to start this Zoom teaching Shar Bitachon, which we did way back when, two years ago when we started. And gorgeous. I love it. When I was talking to Mrs. Am Iagubi, she was the one saying also in a share, she brought this up and she felt that there are not, there's not just one mitzvah that is Matzachim Bein Hashem. It's not just one. There's learning Munah Bitachon. And then she says she feels very strongly that tzedakah, 
is another one because we know it's not to tell me my best. We know what ha- um, what happens when a person gives stuck how it makes the sham feel. So that's something that she feels is also brings tremendous hana to Hashem when he sees his children giving tzedakah. And then she said to me, she said, I feel like Kibbut of Amos also. She said to me in the name of Mrs. Ami Agubi, she said she feels that that mitzvah is also something which brings Hashem tremendous hana. And that's something if we can work on ourselves to do, we will be, you know, finding favor in Hashem's eyes and who doesn't want to do that during this time, during this crazy time that we're living in? Chachamim say that one of the greatest schools for Shambayish, Shaduchim, raising children is Kibbut Aim. So Yaakov is telling us what we need to do to be Zoha to all these beautiful things in this world, right? We want, we want the things in this world. We want the mitzvot to be for the next world and for this world. And Kibbut Aim is one of them. We say it every day in Davening, right? The Eluhim, Kibbut Aim. No, it says like, in um Yivarecha, right? Has to go again. Um Elu Devarim Shadam Ochal Pirsim Bohulam Hazeh Ba Karen Kayemes Loli Olam Haba. So it's like a two for one. Right? Sign me up. So how do we what like okay? Well, whoever goes to Rabbi Epstein Shul and heard me speak this week, this is gonna be a Chazara. Something to do, which I actually learned from a good friend of mine, Kai Bornstein, she says that before you do something for your parent, whether it's hard, whether it's not hard, it doesn't matter. If you're finding it easy, if you're finding it difficult, just because of the circumstance, if you can say before you do it, first of all, it will remind you of why you're doing what you're doing. And it'll also give you that like calm of like, okay. And then this way it'll help you fulfill it in a more calm way and a happier way. And we all know that when we do a mitzvah, we create a malach. And our emotion and our attitude, how we feel, cre- like define, like you know, shapes the mal. How gorgeous the mal will be will be determined whether how happy we were to do the mitzvah. So of course, the malachim we're creating, we want them to be the most gorgeous. So when we remind ourselves that we're doing the mitzvah, keep it aim, it'll help us calm down and therefore be able to create a much more gorgeous malach than if we're just like, okay, yeah, so I have to go pick up and drop and no, 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 doctors, you know, doctors appointments, I guess everyone has in a different stage of life where their parents are holding it. We feel so lucky to have parents because also it's something that I saw, you know, my parents for many years, I had my grandparents and I got to see firsthand how they honor them tremendously. But I, I know very well that it's not forever. We don't have forever. So we need to take the opportunity and work on keep it of aim. And it's something can be, I just like giving practical examples, reminding our children to call Arab Shabbos, to wish them good Shabbos, or even better yet, I think, which I'm going to try. I'm, again, I'm not preaching. I'm speaking. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to myself also that I should have my kids call Thursday night because, or Thursday, sometimes during the day Thursday, because Friday's very stressful, and I even think it could be stressful, like for everyone, whoever's lighting candles at a certain time, and all of a sudden, for like, okay, don't forget to call the bobbies. It's like, whoa, maybe they also are rushing to do the last few minute things. It just dawned on me. So I'm thinking that's just a very nice thing to start um, trying to have our kids speak. I remember by my grandmother's Leviah, my uncle said that my grandmother would always talk about the Friday calls, how it like made her life that the calls would start coming in of all the grandchildren. And she told my uncle, I wish. Friday afternoon would start Wednesday. She said because it brought her such hana when the grandchildren called that she said she like they all called like within the same time. It was hard to like you know give everyone the time. She said she wishes Friday afternoon call started Wednesday, and I was like, 
I wish she told me that, right? Like that. And, I, and I'm thinking like, okay, but you know what? I tried to call her when I was able to, and I tried it all. And I'm just paying it forward. I'm giving it all out. I'm, I'm giving, sending the advice. And I'm, I should have my children do that now for my parents and call and, you know, just say, how was your week? And wish you good Shabbos. Start Wednesday if it has to be. It's never too early to wish a good Shabbos. That's what I think. Because on Monday morning, it's like, when Shabbos? When Shabbos, right? And we know, Shabbos, Simikar, Bracha. We live the whole week for Shabbos, like we're counting down. So we can really call Sunday morning for a good Shabbos. No, that's a little bit far. But call Sunday morning and then call again Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, whichever. But that's something we can try to do. And as a takeaway to bring this Mida of this mitzvah of Kibbut of Aim, which we learned from Yaakov in this week's Pasha, and make it real, very real. Also, standing up for a parent is something um, that's also very special. And just, Rabbi Wasin actually, he said, I heard a few times, he said that um, every Arab Shabbos, it's brought down, I don't remember it's brought down, but I heard him say a lot of times that we're supposed to kiss our mother's hand. I never heard of it, but I remember he said it. So I'm just paying it forward. So I guess if anyone is visiting if they want to do that, it's I, I heard him say it a bunch of times. It's like brought down. Okay. Keep it of aim. Beautiful, gorgeous. It's something that we should definitely remember and remind ourselves to work on and to keep better and better and better because we don't have forever with that mitzvah. We should really take advantage with the time that we have. So Yaakov is traveling and he's traveling and he stops at a place. He stops at a makom. The Torah calls it a makom, a place, right? By Ifka. And the sun sets and he stops and he takes some stones. He puts it around. We all know the stones started fighting. He turns into one stone. He goes to sleep on it. Says Vayifka, he reached a place. He davened. He created Mariv. Now, it doesn't talk. The shot of the Chumash is very like, you know, he stopped at a place. Very push it. Doesn't go into a lot of detail. Very vague. Like, not a big deal. Just making it not a big deal. But Rashi talks about how so many things went down right there that night at that place. So many things. First of all. He was sleeping finally for the first time in 14 years because he was learning in Shema Eber. He wasn't sleeping. So for the first time in 14 years, he went to sleep. Mariv was created. Mariv was born. Stopping by Haram Maria, which where he stopped was Haram Maria, where the base Hamigdash was going to actually be built. Stones becoming one. Uses as a Mizbeach. So many things are happening from this place that it's just like, yeah, he kind of stopped at a place, went to sleep, and had a dream. No, 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 no. We learn from this, this, the fact that the Torah talks about it is very like not a big deal, but it's actually such a big deal. We learn from this that great moments happen in simple places. I heard this from Joey Heber. Great moments happen from simple places. Sometimes we feel that like in order for things to be amazing, we need to have like, you know, what do you mean? I need to have like 25 guests at my table for me to really be considered someone who does it has to be great it has to be on this grand scale for it to be for me to be great for people to know you know not that we should ever be doing chesed for people to know but you know what I'm trying to say like we have this visual like no if it's not going to be like beyond then like you know it's nothing and we have to remember no 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 great things happen in simple places just by having your family around the table and paying attention and giving them the time and talking to them about their day and not having one guest can be an awesome auspicious time for family time rabbi joey haber talks about this concept he a few weeks ago he had like two shirim one after the other he's like okay i'm going to Speak quickly one, and I'm going to start another one. He said a whole thing about it's beautiful. And then he started again, and he's like, okay, Friday night, you should have no guests ever. 
it's time to just be with you and your family. And it was like, what? Like he went from one to the end and he brought out both reasons why. It's beautiful to have guests. It's a beautiful thing. But also our lives are so busy. We're so busy a whole week. Finally, it's like we sit around the table with our children. We need to give them time and not be distracted by the guests and company that we may bring in because, you know, we want to do chesed. We need to really give our children time. So that was an amazing class. Also, he gave it on Torani time a few weeks ago. I think it was on the past show with the Messiah of guests when, you know, Avraham had his guests on the three malachim. But um, in any event, yeah, that was just interesting to know. So just to remember, great moments happen in simple places. It's not all about the, you know, the glitter and the glue and the and the shining lights that it all goes down. And then we all know he goes to sleep and he has a dream. He has a dream, the famous dream. I heard this from Islam Yagubi. He dreams of a ladder. The, the malachim are going up and they're going down. Going up, they're going down. What does it mean? Bayuk Rabba says, Rabbi says he saw all the nations of the world ruling over B'nai Yisrael and then getting thrown down, like ruling and then swoosh, gone, right? We know all the Goliaths that we endured in our history. But then he saw Galus Edom and Galus Edom wasn't coming down, climbing higher and higher and higher. And Yaakov said, Efshar she'en la is it possible that Edom will never fall? And Hashem says, Yaakov, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Regardless how high Edom comes up, I will throw them down. Even if they go all the way to my Kisi HaKavod, I will throw them down. And Reb Shimon says, in the name of Reb Meir, and I'm saying this in the name of Mrs. Ami Yagubi, this doesn't confront Yaakov. He's afraid that maybe Hashem will throw him down too. Lo ha'amin v'lo Allah. Hashem said, Yaakov, get on the ladder. Start climbing. Get on. He didn't. Lo ha'amin v'lo Allah. Better not to start than fail. And that's something that I feel that I struggle with. I think many people struggle with, right? Like, if I can't organize the entire closet, why should I just organize one drawer? Like, why should I start if I'm not going to be able to do it all for sure in one time? In my head. So like, forget it. I, just, I won't do it today. Probably next Sunday, I'm going to probably have the time to do the whole closet or to do all the closets, right? Go through it all. Take out all the stuff they don't need anymore. Organize it, right? It's a mindset. And we need to write a new narrative in our minds. Better not to start than fail. No, start. It's not about finishing the job. We need to start. Hashem will help us. It goes for all the things that I need to do. For all the... Different, you know, the junk drawers and the boxes in the basement and um, the toys that the kids are not playing with, interested anymore. The books that are, you know, not because they can't do it all. No, no, no. We can't have that mindset. And again, I'm talking to myself as I speak. Hashem says, had you believed in me and climbed up, you would have never fallen because you didn't believe. Because you didn't believe, your ch- children will now be subjugated to these galios. Yaakov didn't believe in himself. Rabbi Galinsky points out that Yaakov had an opportunity and he didn't capitalize. There are always times in our life, there's times and time when there are windows of opportunity. Like we know Adam, there was a time for him to go to Gan Eden. He went in. He got in. Noah had a time to get into the Teva. Noah, um, Noah had time to go into the Teva and he went in. Yaakov had a chance to climb onto the ladder and he didn't. Later on, Yaakov says, oh my, I didn't realize this was a Makom Elokim. He didn't realize. He said, if I would have realized what I had, I wouldn't have let it go. And I ask 
ourselves, me, you, everyone, do we realize the opportunities we have? Do we realize that we capitalize on them? Or we just say, tomorrow, 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 I'm going to have much more patience. Tomorrow, I'm going to, it's just going to be better tomorrow. I'm just going to start. No, 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 no. We need to say no right now, today, today. We need to look around, look at our children who are not grown yet. Look at our children who are grown and capitalize on opportunities because if they're grown and they're 20, they're going to only be turning 21, 22, 24 and just get in on opportunities of whatever age they are and just be there, soak it in. I heard a great sticker. I've posted it a bunch of times because I love it every time. It says, you blinked and they're grown. But something like I could say that at least I I was there, I soaked it in and it was great. I'll post it on the, on the chat because it's so great. Like something like I blinked and they're grown. But at least I can say that I was there. I saw it all and it was great. I feel like we need to be present. We need to, okay, this is not talking about that specifically. We're talking about here taking opportunities and capitalizing on them and, you know, hugging our children more and being more present for them and, and whatever it is in our jobs, wherever it is. But that's also a good quote. Okay, moving on. Rachel and Leah, the power of tears. We know Rachel, Leah cried and cried and cried. Rachel is crying and she's still crying and the power of Leah's tears helped that she didn't end up marrying Esav, she married Yaakov and the power of Rachel's tears is that one day we will be brought back home, Hashem is going to come, Hashem promised her Hashem promised her and she's cried then and she's crying now and tears are a gift they're a gift and they're a tool and sometimes we might find ourselves crying over silly things you know in a way but you know, because sometimes we just get frustrated and it's like, you know, but there's worse. I'm here to say that no, no tears wasted. So even if you feel that maybe you're crying for something that you can always just put in a tefillah. I always try to tell my children, even if it's something, you know, not as, you know, I say like, just done for something. Have something in mind. If you're crying, the tears are coming. Just put a, a name, a someone, a shidduch, a refuah, whatever it is that you need. Just put it in because tears are powerful. We all know the story of the Judaim, Leah had the Judaim. Rachel asked Leah if she can have it. And Rachel, Leah said, you took my husband. Now you want my Judaim. And I think we're all more like, what? She, what? She, what? She, did she not know what Rachel did for her? And we all know that what does the, um, the, the Chumash say? Rachel remains silent. And that is the secret to successful living. Don't mention the things people do for you. That is next level godless like next level godless she didn't say do you wait one second um okay leah you, you have a minute you want you want to sit down because i'm going to tell you what went down like years ago when you thought you were marrying isav uh, uh yeah, yeah you have a minute no, no no she didn't say that quiet and that's something that we could learn that when we feel like telling someone like what do you mean you you're not do you want to know what i did for you remember when you were in time of need and I needed a, someone when you needed someone to take your kid off the bus I took your kid off the bus and I drove them in the morning for three weeks because you who had to go on vacation emergency that you couldn't tell me why and I just did it for you without asking and now I'm out for two days and you can't ah! no I know it's human nature to say that but no we need to be quiet take a deep breath do that deep breathing I learned how to do like you bend your chin down you breathe heavy through your nose Hold it and then blow out through your mouth like a balloon. Do that if you need to. It calms down the whole body. And then just walk away. Grab a tehillim, grab a setter, just stop him from your head and ask for something great. 
because that's when the feelings are answered, when we can remain quiet, when we're embarrassed, when we can remain quiet, when we feel that we can really tell the person off and tell them, give them a piece of our mind, and we don't, that's tremendous nachas ruach for Hashem. And that's really our goal, right? We want to give nachas to Hashem, right? Just like we want our children to give us nachas, Hashem is looking for when we're going to give him nachas. Another point, and I'm going to end with this. Actually, I have, an, I have actually two more points, but I'll see what time it is. Um, we all know that Yaakov went to Lovin's house and he was very clear. His contract was Rachel Bipcha Haktana. Like there's no confusing a different Rachel, no deciding that Leah is younger. And no, it was Rachel Bipcha Haktana. Every I was dotted, every T was crossed, the deal was made. It was like nothing to talk about. And what happened? He married Leah. And we learned from this that we can do everything. We can have it all figured out. We could have it like from top to bottom, organized, listed, decided. If Hashem wants something to happen, it's going to happen. We are not in control. No, no, no. Not never. We are never in control. We have to do our hishtadlas, but understand, Rachel Bitchak Tana, that at the end of the day and the beginning of the day and in the middle of the day, it's all Hashem. And I actually went this week with my friend for a car wash. We had some time. We did an errand. And then I was like, what should we do? And I'm like, you know what? Do you ever go? I happen to go for car washes often. I'm like, do you ever go for a car wash? It's so fun. Let's go. And we happens to be, I thought of it because we were in the neighborhood where there's a car wash. It was a Coney Island and Avenue C. Their car washes are not so close. It used to be we had a great one on Coney and O and N. It shut down a while ago. But so it just reminded me. I'm like, and she was like, no, I haven't been like ages since she's little. I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. We went through and all of a sudden it was such a Mr. Haskell to me because when you go into a car, which anyone knows, you need to put your car in neutral and you need to let go of the steering wheel and let go of the gas pedals. And where do we feel the most in control ever? I would say behind a steering wheel, right? When we're driving, it's like, I'm driving the car, like literally and physically, right? And I'm pushing the gas pedals. Now the car's going and we had to let go. And I was like, oh my goodness, it just dawned on me. This is the experience of letting go. If someone has to like feel what it means to let go and let God, as Chavi Garfinkel always says, let go and let God, just let go and let Hashem take over, they should go to a car wash. It, you feel it like a hundred percent all around. It was so, it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was like, I've gone already. So I was like, don't worry, it's going to be fine. You'll see. It's great. And then we just let go and the car just did its thing, got all clean. And then after you just, you feel fresh, you feel vibrant. Like it was such a good feeling. I was like, this is awesome. I told my students, I love it. And the next time I go for a car wash, I'm going to, again, remind myself like Hashem, I'm letting go. And I think it's a very, whenever you tap into that bitachon piece and you're like, Hashem, I'm letting go, just dive in. So if a person needs to get in the moment, if they're going through a hard time and they're frustrated and they're sad and they're upset, they're waiting for the phone call for the shidduch, they're waiting for the parnasa to become easier, they're waiting for for the, the for the pregnancy, they're waiting for whatever it is that they're waiting for, the Yeshua, for the refua, for whatever it is, and you're just like, you have your sitter and you just need to do something like different, go for a car wash with your sitter and your tehillim. And you'll actually have that feeling of letting go completely. And you'll say, Hashem... I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's all you. It's all you. And I can imagine what that feeling in the car wash. You're by yourself. No one hears you. It's so noisy. It's a swish, 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 swish. It's, it's something. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. There's one on C and Coney Island Avenue, the girl, a good one. And there's also one on McDonald's. When you're leaving Brenda's, it's always like I'll do it on my way home from Brenda's, going down McDonald's, like between 
I don't know exactly where it is between Brenda's and Avenue I. Going down McDonald's, coming from Brenda's, there's a car wash. It was like, go around and it's called like Sparkle or something. Also, same idea. Neutral, let go, let God, Davin. Your car will get a nice car wash in the, you know, while you're at it. And it's a win-win. So let's review. Let's remember, just because I think I said it a lot. I said a lot. A lot of points. Um, let's remember that. May we be able, uh, I'm going to end like Mrs. Amy Agubi says, in conclusion, he read so, may we be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Kibbut of Aim, like Esti Orlik. Remember, Esti Orlik is my, she, she, Esti Esther Bela Basra of Yoshua Mardachai, she was my teacher, she was my friend. I learned so much from her, from that safer that she wrote on Kibbut of Aim. She is that example of someone who was so careful to become better and work on Kibbut of Aim and her davening and just beyond, beyond, next level, really, really. Let's remember that La Colzman Ace, right? Let's capitalize on opportunities. Let's remember the power of tears. Let's remember secret to a successful life is don't point out what other people do for you. And to remember that no matter what we decide, whatever hashtadlis we do at the end of the day, Rachel Bitchak Tana Hashem decides the outcome. And remember to let go, let God, even if it takes a drive to the car wash. And with Hashem's help, we will all be able to tap into all the opportunities and reach great heights and very, very soon see all the Yeshuos and all the Rafuos, be witness to all of them. And of course, Ultimately, the Geulah Shlema, the coming of Mashiach. Have a good Shabbos, everyone. I will see you all next week.